Remember, as you're enjoying this fabulous podcast of the radio show, you can also get the Armstrong and Getty One More Thing podcast and Armstrong and Getty Extra Large, our long-form interviews, available via the iTunes podcast app and the iHeart app. We'll talk to Mike DeBonis of the uh, Washington Post. Yes, sir. About the Trump investigations that kick off today, which are going to be endless. How many did you say there are? Well, Schiff announced five as part of his committee, and there are a whole bunch of different committees that are doing oh, investigations. Elijah Cummings has got a couple yeah. brewing as well. Yeah. I'll be danged. Meanwhile, you got the left in the person of that sweet, beautiful Marxist firebrand. <laughs> Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. I believe that is the first time I've ever gotten it right. Uh, AOC. She and her buds uh, promoting the Green New Deal. It's out. You know, I, I, I heard about this and I thought, you know, at least she's talking about policy. Spends most of her time talking about policy. I will absolutely grant you that. I don't agree with her policies. Terrible but I, policy. It's better to be talking about policy than everything's about, you know. Character assassination. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, AOC and Senator Ed Markey, D-Mass, are introducing a framework to finding what they call a Green New Deal. It's long. I was thinking maybe I'd I'd read it to you, but it's long. So, um, broad strokes here. Here's your 30,000-foot view. The Green New Deal legislation sets goals for drastic measures to cut carbon emissions across the economy. Um, from electricity generation to transportation to agriculture, it claims it will create jobs and boost the economy. The proposal stresses it aims to meet its goals while paying special attention to groups like the poor, disabled, and minority communities that might be disproportionately effective, affected by massive economic transitions like those in the Green Deal uh, calls for, the Green New Deal calls for. It is a non-binding resolution. It doesn't itself create any new programs, but it is a statement of purpose going forward for the Democratic Congress. I used to mock that sort of and, stuff. And I have I have some specifics after the non-mockery from Jack. I used to mock these sorts of non-binding one committee trying something that's going to go down in flames that day. What's the point? Till I read a book called Arguing About Slavery as recommended by Tim Sandifer, Tim the lawyer. And uh, that that whole, you know, starting down the path of doing away with slavery in this country started with a committee that just kept putting out this piece of paper time after time after time. It gets shot down year after year, and everybody goes, why are you even trying this? At some point, you got one person to sign on, then two, then it just slowly makes its way out, then a non-binding this, it's just a gesture. Right. But four years later, so... It gets a few more votes, yeah. yeah. That is a wonderful and noble example. I would also offer up to you um, universal health care, socialized health care in the United States, which is following a similar path. And, you know, from uh, my home state of California, my adopted home state, the idea of driver's licenses for illegal aliens, which went from laughable to almost everybody laughed at it to, oh, my God, it's on the, the floor of the assembly to now illegals have driver's licenses to now. I'm sorry, the, the, the fully updated version of it is 
even though the federal government mandates you make it clear that it's a non-citizen's license for security purposes, the state of California has so pushed uh, that idea that it is practically indistinguishable, an illegal's driver's license as opposed to a lawful resident. So, yeah, yeah. I, Which I, is incredible. I, I see what your point is. Um so anyway, uh, back to the specifics. It calls for meeting 100% of the power demand in the United States, 100% through clean, renewable, zero-emission energy sources, uh, no more fossil fuels, a transition away from nuclear energy, which is the cleanest, most effective energy source of the future, but we're going to dump nuke. Okay, great. Upgrade all existing buildings for energy efficiency. Work with farmers to eliminate pollution and greenhouse gas emissions, as much as technically feasible. Overhauling transportation systems to reduce emissions, including expanding electric car manufacturing, building, and I quote, charging stations everywhere. Your marital bed, your your bathroom, the surface of the moon, everywhere. You wouldn't need one in your bedroom and your bathroom, Joe. That's that's ridiculous. And And because... Wasting money is so much fun expanding high-speed rail to, quote, a scale where air travel stops becoming necessary. So high-speed rail crisscrossing the nation to the point that all the airports close. Plus, plus a guaranteed job with a family-sustaining wage, adequate family and medical leave, paid vacations. (laughs) I'm not making this up. I was exaggerating to be funny earlier. I'm not doing that now. Paid vacations and retirement security for every air-sucking homo sapien on the North American mainland, plus high-quality health care for all Americans. So, complete transition to renewable energy and essentially a job and vacation and benefits for every American at every minute. So how uh, seriously is Nancy Pelosi taking this, as she told Politico? She brushed off the idea of the Green New Deal as a suggestion, Nancy Pelosi, and said the Green Dream or whatever they call it, nobody knows what it is, but they're for it, right? And 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 (laughs) so she doesn't even she wouldn't even acknowledge she knows the name of the thing, which is pretty hilarious. And one final note, and I know we need to break on time, but uh, AOC has broken new ground in explaining how the Democrats will pay for this program. Yeah, I think the first thing that we need to do is is kind of break the mistaken idea that taxes pay for 100% of government expenditure. It's just not how government expenditure works. We can recoup costs, but oftentimes you look at, for example, the GOP tax cut, which I think was an irresponsible use of government expenditure, but government projects are often financed by a combination of taxes, uh, deficit spending, and other kinds of of investments. So essentially she's just out and proud saying, we're not going to pay for it. We're not going to pay for it. We're going to run up the deficit. What are you talking about? I kind of appreciate her candor. Well, yeah, because you got one party that's uh, willing to, as I've been saying for years, you got one party that's willing to say it out loud, <laughs> and then the other one that pretends. So, right. I mean, that's the way it's been for a while now. A pox on both their houses. <laughs> that's how you end up with $20 trillion in debt. Lots of programs that can't be paid for. Um, Boy, all these investigations launched on Donald Trump. We're going to take a look at exactly what's kicking off this week. With a Washington Post reporter coming up next on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. 
Trump. Ooh, more Cardi B. Hit me with the Cardi B again there, Michael. Trump. <laughs> Please welcome to the Armstrong and Getty Show the most excellent Mike DeBonis, congressional reporter covering the House of Representatives for the Washington Post. Mike has joined us to discuss Ariana Grande pulling out of the Grammy telecast. I didn't hear that. She did? I'm kidding. Mike, I just wanted to slip that in briefly. Uh, how are you, sir? I'm great. Before I'm great. we go forward, though. Devastated to know about Ariana Grande. Yeah, before though. we go sorry, forward, that is that true? I'd heard of it. That is true. Yeah. yeah. How, why? She's got the number one song Adam in America. Adam Schiff is investigating her. <laughs> he says desperate to is get it off Is it because that. she got that tattoo that turned out to be Korean barbecue? <laughs> no. It's it just an <laughs> argument over what song would be sung. Oh. Uh, speaking of singing songs, though, uh, we'll be singing the song of investigations for quite some time, Mike. As uh, Gosh, how many investigations of the president are about to get started? Well, it depends on how you define of the president. If you include, you know, the business, the campaign, the 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 administration, the agencies. I mean, I couldn't begin to give you a uh, a number, but just keep in mind there's about 20 standing house committees, and almost all of those are going to have some piece of that. You're wow. going to have investigations open. And most of them are going to be into the administration and agencies and things that they're doing. But, you know, the the Intelligence Committee, the Oversight Committee, the Financial Services Committee um, are all looking at the business and looking at the president and various aspects of his personal dealings. Um, it's It's a lot. No doubt about it. Well, so Schiff, the chairman of the Intelligence Committee, he laid out a five-point investigation that many felt was broader than even previously expected, and it was suspected to be pretty broad. So what are are the five points, roughly? Well, I mean, in the broadest terms, he says that the Intelligence Committee is going to look at whether the president is compromised in some way due to his business entanglements uh, abroad. you know, this is, you know, certainly larger than what the uh, Intelligence Committee under uh, Republican majority was looking at, which was very narrowly focused on the, the question of Russian collusion. And, you know, Democrats were frustrated throughout um, the past two years that, you know, they were not that Chairman Nunes was not following leads. Now, there's no telling how broad Adam Schiff is going to sort of cast his net here. Can he do whatever he wants? Uh, I remember Cummings on um, on the Oversight Committee when he was on 60 Minutes the other night. He said, we can investigate anything. Uh, well, the Oversight Committee does statutorily have extremely broad jurisdiction. The Intelligence Committee has a narrower jurisdiction, you know, relating to the the activities of the intelligence community. Uh, well, I guess my question you know, is, do you have to have a certain amount, like, you know, the police have to have... They have to get a warrant and show probable cause and all this sort of stuff before the or or can can he just go down any road he wants because we think there may have been something broadly with Russia. Your you know the 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 guardrails are twofold. You know some of these committees do have statutory jurisdiction that they've got to respect. They can't you know sort of you know like the the Foreign Affairs Committee can't go look at the Department of Homeland Security because it's just not in their portfolio. But you know the the more important guardrail for these committees is just politics and whether ah. you know there is a perception that they're overreaching and whether they have the support of their party leadership and the members the majority members of the committee but as long as these chairmen have that they have in- incredible power to go uh 
find out what they want to find out and, you know, subpoena potentially who they want to subpoena or invite for hearings who they want to invite. And, uh, you know, and that's why the president has been so outspoken in calling this presidential harassment and a witch hunt and so on and so forth, because the only real um, thing limiting this, you know, his exposure at this point is public sentiment that Democrats are going too far. And if he can create that sentiment, maybe that can place some some limits on what Democrats are willing to do. But there's no sign that, that they're at that point at this point. Well, yeah, how it plays out politically is a really interesting question and in the, uh, you know, multi-billion, trillion-dollar question, because if there's a perception that a lot that comes out is quote-unquote fake news, I mean, it just it, it won't register with Trump supporters. Mike DeBonis of the Washington Post is online. I also understand that Ways and Means is, um, you know, I don't mean this prejudicially, but they're trying to cook up a pretext for demanding the president's tax returns. Well, what's going on is less cooking up a pretext is sort of laying down a foundation uh, for potential potato, potato. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, you know, listen, there, there is, there is a federal statute that says the chairman of the Ways and Means Committee can get any tax return he wants. Um, he can't publicize it, but he can get it and look at it. Oh my God! Do you think it would leak? <laughs> I mean, you know, I, I don't want to take these things lightly, but you know, you know, the, I, you know, in my experience, you know, congressional investigators do take, you know, their these things seriously. Okay. Um, I, I do think that, um, you know, obviously they want the, the tax returns and they want to do it in a way that, um, you know, to the greatest extent possible it is rooted in a legitimate oversight interest. And that's the position that the Democrats have taken. Now, the president isn't going to see it that way no matter what. And the president's defenders aren't going to see it that way. Um, and I think that they're, but Democrats are being very careful to try and create the impression that this is a, a legitimate oversight activity and not a, you know, political attack on, on the president. Yeah. So, you were right through, about yeah. that. It, it's going to come down to the politics of it. I think unless there's some great bombshell smoking gun somewhere, it's going to be the politics, whether you think this is appropriate. Now, and the reason I brought up the, probable cause aspect of it is how much probable cause do you need to have to think i think there's something fishy with russia so we're going to look into every aspect of your life and try to tie them russia could we in a different political more polarized time if republicans had had the power at the time could they have said barack obama with that muslim sounding name and he grew up over there and the speech in cairo and his soft deal with iran we need to look into his background and tore into every aspect of his life because they believe there has to be there has to be some compromising thing with him and Muslims or Middle East or something. Couldn't that happen? And I'm worried about us entering an era where every president's under endless investigation by the opposing party if they have the uh, gavel. Sure, and I think you know you're right to have that concern. I think that certainly, if you asked President Obama, he would feel that he was subject to some uh, investigations he didn't feel were warranted, or his administration anyway. I think him, he personally was not. Um, you know, but listen, we're, this is a political this is a political system, and I think anybody who tries to pretend that that politics are going to be kept out of it is kidding themselves. I mean, the and you know that that's why you know the the guardrails on this process are essentially political you have to feel like you are you are have it have the support of the public uh have the support of your own party your leadership your your electoral base when you start these things and you have to feel like you're gaining uh political advantage as you do it and when if that is not the case you know you'll you'll see 
Democrats abandon these things. Uh, you know, certainly, Dem- you know, Republicans felt they had political advantage when they were looking at, you know, you had multiple different committees looking at the Benghazi situation. You had, you know, them looking at the, the IRS uh, uh, targeting allegations. You know, th- th- that's what drives these things. And, you know, this is not a court of law. This is this is the, you know, the House of Representatives. This is the you know, the, 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 you know, the hothouse of democracy and people respond to their, you know, political incentives. Right. And, and well said, I think it's safe to say the dusts from all of these, uh, the dust from all of these investigations will be swirling around us for the next couple of years, at least. Mike DeMonis of the Washington Post covers Congress. Uh, Mike, we sure appreciate the time. Well done. Yep, thanks for having me. Good to talk to you. Thanks. I just don't see how, in if we have this political mood going on, the Barack Obama situation. I thought that was a beautiful example. That was a no birth certificate. Dad's from Kenya. It's just all pretty fishy. And right. you go down every road of his life, right, looking for evidence of that. Right. I want to see the college transcripts. I want to see the college applications. What is he hiding? I want to see who paid every dollar that went to his education. And you come up with something for every president. Right. What's coming up in your news, Marshall? Ali Elizabeth Warren, American Indian Apology Tour continues. U.S. Venezuela's standoff is ramping up and tracking the orbiting Tesla Roadster. Stories minutes from now. My kids ask me about that all the time. I'm glad that's coming up in the news. How's that car doing in outer space? You are listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. So to keep the analogy further, because I'm concerned about every president from here on out being endlessly investigated and us getting bogged down in this because the politics of the time call for this sort of thing. Sure. If somebody had come up with some uh, made up a document, the dossier, that had Barack Obama, a secret Muslim, tied to wherever... Because that's what started the investigation oh, for Trump, Oh, you're right? talking about the Steele dossier, the which Steel is... The dossier, which Bob Woodward called a garbage document that nobody, right. nobody should have printed, nobody should have believed. Yeah. But that's the that's what started all this stuff. <clears throat> then, you come up, then you come up with all the Obama stuff I was mentioning. The missing birth certificate. His name is fishy. That picture of him in the Muslim clothes. Why is he so soft on Iran? The Indonesian years as a child. What happened there? Right, yeah. and just claim you need to investigate all this. Sure. I think we could go down this road with every president. Yeah. Well, we are going down the road with this president. And uh, I w- I'll tell you this. It's it's almost a certainty that in the years of being a New York area real estate developer who had a handful of bankruptcies and, and high times and low times and the rest of it, and you can't build an outhouse in uh, New York without dealing with the mob. Um, it's guaranteed they'll find something that sounds just really oh, exciting. Oh, absolutely. Guaranteed. Absolutely. And the insular, bubbly uh, media circles of Manhattan and uh, D.C. will make a huge deal of it. They will go crazy. They will announce that Trump's goose is cooked. And, you know, hell, it may be. I don't know. Um, but they will announce that regardless. And then the election will come, and I have a feeling... Uh, once again, those little uh, media bubbles will be shocked at the outcome. Huh. Let's get the news now with Marsha Phillips. Well, continuing her American Indian tour, Democratic Massachusetts Senator Elizabeth... She circled the wagons, Marshall. She did. Mm. 
Elizabeth Warren, uh, while talking with reporters, did not deny that there could be other documents where she self-identified as American Indian. This is what she said Wednesday afternoon. Could there be other documents out there with you self-identifying as American Indian? So, all I know is during this time period, uh, this is consistent with what I did because it was based on my understanding from my family's stories. But family stories are not the same as tribal citizenship. And this is why I have apologized both to Chief Baker, who was very gracious about it. She's she's attacking this from the wrong side. I watched enough MSNBC yesterday. You got attacked from uphill, right? (laughs) (laughs) Her getting right with the various uh, Native American nations is not her problem. I saw her being attacked all day long on MSNBC by hardcore Democrats who want to beat Trump, who say she is dead to us. Her goose for, is cooked. For falsely playing the whole identity right. politics card. Saw so a couple of different black strategists saying, you can't have a white woman who, who put on the mantle of victimhood for some oppressed group. That's not going to fly. Because then everybody will realize what all of us are up to. <laughs> well, she didn't say that. But but so she's, she's done in her own party for getting the nomination. She doesn't right. need to get right with the Indian community. No, she's done. She's Forget about her. I will tell you this, though. It's wonderful how her story has evolved. One of the things she claimed forever was that she never used that to promote her career. On the other hand, and, and we have correspondence from people who know this stuff, talked about when she was coming up, and there was a controversy at Harvard yeah. about how their faculty was too white. And there were articles in the Harvard Crimson about how, well, the faculty was too white. And they, Well, she went from University of Houston, I think it was, or something like that, to Penn State, to Harvard as a law professor. As a woman of color. Uh, and, and her original uh, credentials on Harvard said she was a, a Native American. And so, all of a sudden, she's at Harvard making heap big wampum for many moons. Wow. 320 grand a year. Wow. Based on her Indian heritage. Well, at least partly. You can't tell me that was a non-factor. Yeah, you're right. She's done. She's done. And I stole part of that joke from Howie Carr in Boston. All right? That's fine. I'm willing to steal, but I'm not willing to pretend I didn't. Shout out, Howie. That's a funny line. Secretary of State Mike Pompeo is demanding that humanitarian aid be allowed to enter Venezuela. Venezuelan soldiers have blocked a bridge with big rigs right on the Colombian border to keep an aid shipment from coming in. To keep humanitarian aid out for their starving people. Yes. President Nicolas Maduro controls the army and the aid shipment was organized by opposition leader Juan Guaido who has declared himself the interim president. Maduro is claiming the shipments are nothing more than a precursor for invasion. It's hilarious. The average Venezuelan has lost, what is it, 12 pounds in the last year? Because they're all starving. There are now a couple of million refugees having fled to neighboring countries, and it could easily become 5 million. Giant humanitarian crisis for the hemisphere. Different topic, same uh, country. Lindsey Graham had the line of the night after the State of the Union, I thought, saying the road to the Democratic nomination goes through Venezuela. Basically saying there's a bunch of socialists. Wow. Wow. Meanwhile, meanwhile, who's the fattest person in Venezuela? Nicolas Maduro. Anyway, Owen, too. (laughs) Tesla. Tesla is. Dude is fat. He's a fat dude. 
I mean, Kim Jong-un, I guess he's working yeah. his side of the street now. Fat dude in, star- in charge of a starving country. Nice. Good luck. Ugh. Tesla is cutting the price of its Model 3 sedan again as it continues to react to losing a federal tax break for electric cars. The company announcing it's going to cut the price an additional $1,100. That'll make the price of Tesla's main sedan just under 43000 Meanwhile, you got CNET reporting that Elon Musk's Tesla Roadster is still orbiting a year after a SpaceX rocket took it into space on a cosmic journey. So did the camera burn out or whatever? Because I thought there was a camera on there. And we had pictures, right? Well, we did have pictures, yeah. yeah. But so, but then what happened with the camera? I don't know. I haven't seen any recent pictures, but the uh, spacesuit-wearing uh, Starman dummy is supposedly still at the wheel. I don't know how they still know that exactly. Still blasting David Bowie? Yes. Exactly. The Roadster already has done 470 million miles in space. Oh, yeah, without an oil change. Yeah, and if the battery <laughs> if the battery on the Tesla is still working, the Starman has listened to David Bowie's space oddity more than 13,000 times. He's, he's probably ready for a little young Americans or, I don't know, Ziggy Stardust or something. <laughs> yeah. I think yeah. you need to pull over and pee at some point. <laughs> nice. That's a wrap. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips. The Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. <laughs> One of my favorite silly memes that kind of came out of that was that this was the actual Elon Musk's perfect murder. That he kills him. <laughs> right. The body is now out in space. Right. There is no evidence. Right. Good luck, sir. There is no crime. Right. Exactly. <laughs> awesome. Uh, I, boy, Elizabeth Warren came and went quick. Hey, they're, 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 they're winnowing faster than I thought would happen. Oh, yeah. Old Amy Klobuchar is having trouble hiring people. She's a nice lady. I was hoping she got a little traction. Move the uh, Democrats a little more to the center, but it's not going to happen. We have more details on all the different investigations that are launching today in Congress and all sorts of good stuff to get to. Uh, Yeah, and we got to take another look at Virginia and what's going on there and whether or not that's appropriate. Uh Uh-oh, what's old number four been accused of? Well, we got we got breaking news on the policeman that was providing security for the governor. Yep. What did he do? <laughs> Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. You determine. Listen to this clip. Is Sean Spicer... Spicy! We haven't heard from him for a while. He was Trump's first White House press spokesman. Is Sean Spicer drunk in this clip? True story. I'm walking through the airport. I'm coming back from... Uh, I'm sorry, the, he, Spicer will be the second voice you hear. Okay. okay. True story. I'm walking through the airport. I'm coming back from Charleston. You come back from DCA. From DCA, but I was in. We were in. We were in. It was seven below in yeah. Ohio. Came back to DCA, did a show, and I'm coming back, and I'm like, bowling. I hear bowling down the hallway. Yeah. Spite. Where were you? You were in a I like. Was in, I was. I, I had a client meeting, and I was yelling at you. And you barely recognized me. Are you kidding? And you were like, no, you're behind a rope. I'm like, what? Spicy jury's ready. You're like a velvet rope? I think we, yeah, it's fine. So what is that against the law? What, is he not allowed to be drunk, Sean? Why are you assassinating characters? Yeah. It's a high-tech lynching. Right. Right. So that was uh, some internet show that was broadcasting from the bar at Trump Tower. 
And immediately after the so too happened, they brought on old Spicy Spice to talk about it, and he uh, he was having a good time. I have gotten drunk at the bar at Trump Tower. It happens, right? <laughs> right. When in Trump Tower, do as Trump Towerans do. So keeping my analogy going because. I think this is something you seriously have to think about as a country. Are we going to assign some evil motives to whoever's president? Yes, we always do. And then investigate them endlessly to try to prove it as an opportunity to investigate every aspect of their life. A couple of people texted, Obama, how about Bill Ayers, his preacher, when all that stuff came out? Sure. You say, oh, well, there's something going on here. And then again, all you need is the false document that's got something really juicy in it. Sure. Yeah, something like the Steele dossier. I mean, Ayers was guilty of political violence, terrorism. Why is he always saying such nice things about Muslims? There's something going on there. Exactly. According to these sources, he was in Cairo, and a couple of... I'm trying to come up with a parallel for the uh, the, the whole PP thing. But <laughs> anyway, and he had an imam do something or other in his hotel room. Yeah. And I right. just... I don't know. Yeah. So we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. How this is all going to pay off. Uh, so here's your breaking news on the Virginia story. Which just keeps getting better all the time, does it not? The state without a governor. Commonwealth. Sorry. Whatever that is. The Virginia police sergeant assigned to uh, handle the protests related to Ralph Northam's racist yearbook photo has been suspended for having ties to white nationalist groups. Uh Uh-oh. So the policeman put in charge of of, uh, quieting down the crowd who's going crazy over this is tied to white supremacist groups somehow. Wow. Wow. Virginia is for lovers and other sorts. Of course, you know, putting on shoe polish to do a rap thing in the 80s is not the same as being a white supremacist group. So you can't lump those together, really. And I'm always a little nervous about having quote-unquote ties right. to something. Because often you know somebody who knows somebody who knows somebody who is a white supremacist. That sort of thing. But uh, then you have this. Speaking of, uh, you know, all that is racially insensitive is not racist. That's another problem with what's sure. going on these days. It, you know, it's, and I've made this point many times and will continue to, that if you call everything racism, then if you call something racism, people will assume it's nothing. I mean, you just, you can't call everything racism. Gucci has apologized and pulled a racist sweater from its line. It is. What's this Gucci sweater cost me? I'm guessing a lot. Good Lord. I don't know. Um, I didn't even look at that. $500. Uh, oh, Gosh, $890. $900 sweater. Who are you people? Anyway, uh, enjoy your $900 sweater. I bet uh, it feels great. This uh, Keeps your torso just as warm as you want. It's a sweater that's also, Jack, a balaclava, which is the like thing over your face when it's super cold. It's got like a super turtlenecky thing that you pull up over your face and nose, and the part that your mouth is it's open... It has big red lips. I've seen those, yeah. There you go. Well, because the sweater comes in black, that is racist, I guess. I'm sure the designer had that in mind. I'm going to slip in a little racism on my $900 sweater because that just would be such a great... uh, The the things I would accomplish by doing that. I design fashions for for Gucci, but I'm really a Klansman. I'd really like to get some really, really racist sweaters on the market if I can. (laughs) So clearly, that's what Gucci was going for. They have now said Gucci deeply apologizes for the offense caused by the wool balaclava jumper. We consider diversity to be a fundamental value to be fully upheld, right. respected, and at the forefront of every decision we make. 
your decision to spend $900 on a sweater is indefensible. Okay, I added that last part. Uh, so anyway, blah, 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 diversity, blah, 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 powerful learning moment. That's the very sort of thing I've often got at Nordstrom Rack for like 80 bucks. Yes, I next, love the rack. The next year. And I think some idiot paid $900 Easy for this. Easy now. Some of those idiots might be listening. <laughs> So, well, Hi, idiots. <laughs> Hello, that's a, idiots. That's a great thing about idiots, is they always think you're not talking about them. Of course. Because they don't understand that they're idiots. Um, although you did, you know, put kind of a fine point on it. Uh, if you paid full price for that sweater, you're an idiot. So listen. Well, I guess, you know what? If you got endless money. And you like the sweater, and you'll never think of that $890 right. again. I don't know what it's like to have a gazillion dollars, so you just might not care. Exactly. Not being an idiot. Not caring about a $900 sweater is slightly an argument for the marginal tax rate, right? Oh, listen to you, you Marxist. Go slip on some $150 sweater and shut up. All right, now, uh, so anyway, to my point, that sweater, okay, that's a racist sweater. Did that make people more uh, interested in rooting out real racism or less? Good point. Good point. Uh, another story that deserves only a bit of time. Cindy McCain, widow of the uh, the senator from Arizona, the mm. war hero. Uh, uh, you know, I have many, many problems with his politics, but uh, his service to the country is undeniable. She was on an Arizona radio show the We're other all day. Joe the Plumber, so I thank you. We haven't played that since he died, have we? No, Did I we decide not we to play that? Yeah, out of respect. I think we need to wait. But anyway, I think he's been dead long enough. His wife was on the uh, was on uh, KTAR radio in Phoenix, Arizona, and uh, she said she was at uh, Phoenix Sky Harbor, Harbor Airport. Mm-hmm. Airport. I have spent many many pleasant moments at. Love the moving sidewalks. Oh, I skip them. Because I'm better than you. My kids love them. Oh, I, that's great for kids. You yeah. want to kill time between flights? The moving sidewalks are the way to do it. Well, yeah, and, and, and Sky Harbor Airport is about as big as Arizona. So, you know, you can spend a lot of time taking walks. And On the other hand, the rental car facility, which is nine, 90 miles away. It's actually and, in Utah. And 4,000 degrees underground. Right. Holy crap. So anyway, Cindy McCain's on the uh, radio station. She's talking about being at Sky Harbor, and she said, you know, Homeland Security says if you see something, say something. I came in from a trip I'd been on, and I spotted it looked odd. It was a woman of a different ethnicity than the child, this little toddler she had, and something didn't click with me. I tell people, trust your gut. I went over to the police and told them what I thought, and they went over and questioned her, and by God, she was trafficking that kid. The radio show hosts were aghast. <gasps> no way, one said. And you said a toddler? The other asked, yes, a toddler. It was a toddler. She was waiting for the guy who brought the child to get off the airplane. Well, then they went to the Phoenix uh, police, and the police said, no, she said, that doesn't look right. And we went over and talked to him, and it's their kid. Right. And, and... and it ended there. And the rest, Cindy McCain completely made up. Wow, that is... That's cuckoo. That's cuckoo. Yeah. You are a nut job. You do that sort of thing. And even if she had been right... So then what would the message be? Every time you see a kid who's not the same race as the adult they're with, call 911. <laughs> I mean, that is that what, some uncomfortable yeah, moments. I would say. But so yeah. she made that up. Well, she, the first part of it was true. And after being called on it, 
Well, the second part's really the, the important part. Yeah. And she's a longtime advocate for human trafficking victims, which is absolutely good stuff. But it's funny. I've attacked various uh, civil rights, social justice warrior types on the left for making up incidents because, you know, they're so against racism, they make up an incident of racism so everybody knows how ra- bad racism is. It appears that Cindy McCain fell victim to the same impulse. The incident wasn't good enough, so she enhanced it a little to make the point. Don't do that. Don't do that. None of her apologies, just weird. I apologize if anything I said distracts you from if you see something, say something. Well, yeah, it's a little it's a little distracting. And finally, headline from naturally, Florida. Florida politician allegedly made a habit of licking men's faces. She has now resigned. God, somebody licks my face. There's going to be blows administered. Well, it depends. Unless, you know, well, I'm assuming for the moment <laughs> that it's inappropriate. Okay. That it's, well, it's, for instance, um, two opportunities. It's somebody where uh, we're going to get, you know, do it. Get busy. We're going to oh, do it. Thank you for that. I'm working with Shakespeare over here. Or, Very poetic of you. Or my own baby. Those are the only options where it's okay. <laughs> You're either my baby or my baby. So they're uh, holding a special outdoor meeting to honor a sister city in the Bahamas. There were cocktails served. Things quickly got out of hand. According to the Florida Commission on Ethics, which investigated the face lickings, and by her own admission, Nancy Oakley, city commissioner in Madeira Beach, had done some drinking. She spotted uh, a couple of folks who she believed to be having an affair, and in her drunken haze decided licking their faces and necks would make the point. Ooh. Neck all the way up to the Adam's apple Ah. while grabbing him by the crotch. All right, that's a move. So Shakespeare didn't say Romeo and Juliet did it? No, no, and they didn't. Armstrong and Getty showed. 